folks. Welcome to the Whoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Ahmed, the founder and CEO of Whoop, where we are on a mission to unlock human performance. That's right. We build wearable technology that measures everything about the human body, strain, recovery, sleep. We work with you to improve your body. More recently, uh, we capture a data point called respiratory rate, which has been shown to be predictive in this world of COVID-19. So you can check out prior podcasts we've done on respiratory rate, COVID-19, and all the research related to that. You can use the code WILLAHMED, that's W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D, for 15% off a WHOOP membership. We have a really fascinating episode for you this week. WHOOP CTO and co-founder John Capilupo sits down with Jackson Blyton, who's had a career you never would have guessed existed. He is both a professional video game player and a professional bodybuilder that is quite the hybrid. Jackson is one of the most popular video game streamers on the planet and is better known as Bajira in the gaming world. Each day, thousands of people tune in to watch Jackson play World of Warcraft, which remains one of the most popular games on the market more than 15 years after its release. Capo, our CTO, is also quite a gamer, quite a World of Warcraft player. Uh, and thousands tune in to watch Jackson broadcast his workouts every day. He's turned a passion for weightlifting really into a championship-winning natural bodybuilding career, and he shares his training knowledge uh, with his audience through streaming. Without further ado, here is Jackson. So I'd like to welcome Jackson Bajira Blyton to the Whoop podcast today. Jackson is a professional natural bodybuilder, a video game streamer, and rank one warrior in World of Warcraft. Uh, and we're here to talk about this unique career path and how he optimizes his performance. Jackson, welcome to the podcast. Yo, thanks so much for having me. That When you string all those uh, achievements together, it pumps me up nicely. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's truly I like, awesome. I like the sound of that. <laughs> awesome and unique. Uh, that's great, man. Uh, well, I think, you know, starting, let's cover some basics for our audience. You know, why don't we describe what World of Warcraft is and uh, what specifically you, you do in it and what you're so good at it. Okay, so World of Warcraft is a game that's been around for a long, long time. It's uh, a massively multiplayer online RPG, MMORPG for short, which means that tons of people can log in and make a character and participate in a um, persistent world uh, where you can do all kinds of stuff. Um, you go into dungeons and raids with, uh, with teammates and battle against all variety of monsters trying to destroy the world. And when you're successful in your adventures, you get items and things that make your character more powerful. And then you can take that and take on, you know, more challenges, um, one of my favorite things to do in the game and what I specialize at is PPP. So player versus player stuff. So I like to, I like to take out other players. I like to take <laughs> them on out in the open world or in battlegrounds, which are a larger uh, scale um, sort of team based environment. And then my favorite thing is arena. So that's where the rank one comes from is from the arena. So you go in with um, usually it's three V three is the most competitive bracket. So two of your friends versus three other people and, it's, uh, it's a deathmatch format where you're trying to take out everybody on the enemy team. It's a very unique style of, of game where there's a lot of things to understand about the individual other classes and how to use your abilities to counteract other players' abilities. And it's something that you build familiarity with through years of playing and practice. And 
uh, it's it's nothing. There's like nothing else like it out in gaming, and I found it to be really, really unique and fun for me. One of the coolest parts of World of Warcraft is is the community part. You mentioned the fact that it's massively multiplayer and online. It's not a single person game where where you can just best everything. You really do need to coordinate and work well with uh, large groups of other people uh, to accomplish what you want to accomplish in the game. And I think that's that's what keeps it so fun. And you form really strong relationships with these people. Absolutely. And that's why it's been uh, probably so much fun to have that be my main game that I create content with is because of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of games where you can do where you could kill other players. You know, yep. there's a lot of games like that out there. But I think the, the persistence of the world and the fact that you can have sort of an avatar that embodies like your presence in the world of Warcraft is really cool. And you can, you have that as a content creator, you have that tied to your personality as well. And so like my character in game, for example, is a warrior. Mm. So in a, in a world where there's all kinds of magic and all their stuff, my character, he's just all muscle and metal. There's nothing really special <laughs> about him um, besides the fact that, you know, he's willing to put in the work with his, you know, make, you know, to get strong, to get skilled with his weapon, to wear heavy armor and, you know, a bit of an underdog in a magical world, but definitely manages to kick some serious butt just by, you know, putting in the grind. And that's that's kind of my style. I don't feel like there's anything really all that special about me besides the fact that I'm, I'm willing to put in that work and I enjoy the grind. And by, by outworking my opponents, I'm able to succeed. So you're also a very popular Twitch streamer. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about how you got into streaming and how you've grown your community over time. Yeah, so so streaming, for those who don't know, it's a, just a live broadcast. It's like, I guess it's sort of the difference between uh, YouTube, where you're recording content ahead of time, like a podcast, for example, or, uh, you know, the live content is something that people can interact with in real time. So you have me playing a video game, got my, got my video game screen is the main thing on screen, down in the bottom corner, got a little webcam where, you know, there's me live. And then we have a chat room who's People are able to tune in, thousands of people are able to tune in, hundreds of, hundreds of people, thousands of people, and they can all type their response to what's going on in game. They can type questions, they can cheer you on, they can tell you you suck, you know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, usually, my community is usually really supportive and fun, so. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun way to share whatever you're into. When did you make the transition to playing World of Warcraft and doing content creation and streaming on Twitch as a full-time job, and what were you doing before then? I've always been to video games, um, and I, I thought that watching people play games was a lot of fun in addition to playing games. So going over to my friend's house and, and sort of watching them play through a game was pretty darn fun to me, just like playing games was. And so that that's always been sort of part of my enjoyment of gaming was finding the storylines and, and sharing that experience with other people. And so when I was in college, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos about gaming, um, even games I wasn't really playing. Like I, I wasn't really playing World of Warcraft at the time, but I still thought the videos were cool. And there came a time where I said, you know what? I really enjoy watching these gaming videos. This is part of my day that I enjoy. This is my preferred style of entertainment. I don't really watch TV or anything like that, but I do like to watch gaming stuff on YouTube. So I thought, you know what? This World of Warcraft game looks awesome. I think I want to start playing WoW and I want to start sort of sharing my experience as a new WoW player on a YouTube channel. So I started my YouTube channel, started playing WoW, sort of chronicled my adventures a little bit. And so I was able to build um, a bit of a community on YouTube of people who enjoyed watching my content, which is amazing. And then um, I always really enjoyed, um, you know, interacting with my viewers in the comments. And then when I heard that there was uh, the possibility of doing 
your content live, like live streaming. I was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun because I can create content and I can interact with my community in real time. And, uh, you know, it's been a blast ever since the, the community element, the interaction with my, with my viewers who love to tune in. I mean, you see, just like you get to know people that you might work with or, or see at the gym, you know, you see familiar names and faces in, uh, in the chat and you get to know their personalities and it's a, it's a really cool place to hang out every day. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. I think one thing that you've mentioned is the, the willingness to put in the work and grind yeah. through stuff. And I think when people hear, oh, uh, a full-time video game player, like, I wish I could do that. It's like so much fun to sit down and play video games. But it sounds like it's been an incredibly long journey. It's crazy. And it is definitely fun, too, when somebody asks, you know, what do you, what you do for a living? You know, if it's, you describe what you do differently to different people. But saying you play video games for a living is a really fun thing to say. Um, but I, I suppose the, to answer the question that you asked me before, is like when did I transition to actually having it be a job? Um, I I got I got lucky. I feel like I got to do it uh, pretty early on. I think I had started my YouTube channel and I had started streaming. Like I started YouTube in November. I think I started streaming that that summer. And then by the next by the time the next winter was rolling around, I think is when my dad got a new job. I was living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. And, my, and that's where I'd grown up for like 20 years or so, right? And so my dad got a job in, in Los Angeles. And so my mom and dad were going to move. And I was sort of in the position where I was like, well, I can move to LA to stay with my parents, but it's, I'm, a, I'm kind of in a position where I'm in, you know, I'm 20 now. And I'm like, I don't think that living with my parents is really what I want to do at this point, even though like my, my family is super close. I love my parents. They're amazing. But instead of deciding to move to LA, I said, you know what? I'm going to stay in Nashville and I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do this. Awesome. I was working as a, as a lifeguard at the time. And my parents were like, okay, so this kid is spending a lot of time on his computer. We, we've always been really supportive. He's yep. somebody who has been um, like always a really good student, always active in sports, always did a good job with this. And here he was, this is at a time where I was taking a break from school. Mm -hmm. I was putting a ton of effort into my, into my studies. Uh, but then I, I transferred from uh, a college that I was going to in Kentucky to Vanderbilt University to be back home, to be close to my family because my family was going through some stuff and I wanted to make sure I was there to be supportive. Um, so I came back to school in, in Vanderbilt and I, and I was putting a ton of effort in, um, but I felt like there was something else that I should be doing. And I felt like the creativity that I had wasn't being put to use in the way that I wanted it to be. Sure. And that's one of the reasons why I started that YouTube channel is to have a creative outlet. Um, and it was just so timely that once again, when the, the YouTube channel was growing, the streaming was growing, and then I was faced with that decision of what was I going to do next, it was like a very clear, like, do you go to Los Angeles with your parents or do you stay in Nashville and work on your dream? And it was like, well, I guess that's not a super hard decision. So the one, the one thing that my parents said, though, was, okay, so if you're going to stay, you can't quit your day job because you need money to survive. And I was like, okay, mom and dad. <laughs> so as soon as they left, I put in my two weeks notice and I went full time. <laughs> and doing awesome. YouTube. But it, it, to be fair, it was at a time where I was already making more from content creation than I was in my job. But primarily it was a, it was a belief in myself and a belief in my community that I saw some serious potential here. I said, if I keep putting my passion and my time and effort into this thing, it can really be special. And that was kind of one of the things that I was sort of following what I call now that sort of like sparkling path. It was like, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, formalized yet, but I, I feel like it's the right thing. And that goes back to starting the YouTube channel. I remember having a conversation with my mom and being like, 
it was just so obvious to me this is the right thing to do for some reason. It was like a shimmering path. It reminds me of like um, uh, Interstellar, where, sure. the, where, yeah, where, yeah. The, where, where the dad is like in the sort of 4D you know, yep. quantum realm and he pushes the book or whatever to show his daughter like this is the right move to make. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like some sort of quantum mechanic where like if you could go <laughs> back, you know, 20 years and tell yourself something, you know, what would it be? And I would be like, trust yourself it's like trust yourself start that youtube channel because you're yeah. really gonna like what happens so. yeah that, that's an amazing uh, amazing story and actually a, a little bit similar i dropped out of college to start whoop uh with will ahmed and aurelian uh hey man, good yeah, yeah, it was at the time a, a risky thing. My my dad's an academic, and my grandparents are academics. And yeah, my I dad I was is gonna a professor of philosophy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so he, and he's a med- he's a chief medical ethicist for Kaiser Permanente. So oh wow. So yeah. yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. They're all like, "What What are you doing? No, like you stay in school." I'm like, "No, I." And just like you said, I can't explain it, but it's felt like the right thing to do, and just have yeah. belief in yourself and the people around you, and uh, yeah. go out and do it. That that's awesome. Yeah, and that's not to say that my parents like didn't believe in me. It's just like when you go from you know your your son is a oh. you know. Yeah. top athlete top student and then all of a sudden he's spending a lot of his time playing video games and and he's like kind of in a position where whoa there's a lot of stuff changing is this guy okay mm-hmm. and i like to think that that was like their final not the final test but like a very important moment in in like our relationship as yep. like father, as like son and parent is like you've supported me in doing all this really good stuff like you know, whenever I wanted to play a new sport, they were there. My dad would like coach my teams or, or make sure that I was always at practice and they would always go to my, my, my races or games, whatever I was doing. And, but it's, it's really easy to support your kid doing like these yeah. things that are on the path, right? Like, right, right. Going to school, great. We support that. Playing sports, great. Yep. We support that. <laughs> but it's like quitting school, quitting your job to play video games. Right, like, right. I'm not so sure about that one. But they believed in me and I, I told them like, I'm actually working on something here. I'm not just wasting my time. Like mm-hmm. you just watch. And it was even harder watch. back then. I imagine because you know, Twitch wasn't even around. Yeah. And the idea now is, is at least more common in mainstream. Yeah. Which is, you know, you, you, like you, you, but you're blazing a new trail. Yeah. You know, ESPN reports on, you know, yeah. These like big esports tournaments and it's, so it's like a thing, but yeah, mm-hmm. back then it was, it was just getting started. But I, uh, you know, like, I think that was like one of their big final tests is can sure. you support, your son in doing something that you're not really sure about, but he is, and mm-hmm. they're that's really pumped now. So <laughs> yeah, that's great to have that kind of support structure. Um, yeah. And now transitioning to kind of a total opposite, probably in most people's mind, let's talk about how you got into bodybuilding oh, and recently winning events and becoming a natural pro bodybuilder. So I'd love just to hear when did the interest in bodybuilding and weightlifting start? You mentioned that you're an athlete and we can go from there. Yeah. So um, I, I think that where it begins for me is you can go back as far as like, just like, you know, those, those grainy home videos, like, and my dad coming home from work and doing pushups in the living room and me being like this little baby doing pushups with him, just loving it. Um, but I think that my, my interest in training for the purpose of training, like to be better, not just cause you know, dad's doing it or it's fun is probably like most clearly like when I was 11. So my dad is somebody who's always gone to the gym. You know, he'd take me to the gym with him, you know, just because he had to go to the gym and, uh, you know, childcare wasn't really a thing right then. So, so that, all right, kid, go, go hang out in the yoga room and don't break anything. I got to get my workout in. So, but, so I had that experience, but so my dad was always a big inspiration in terms of like lifting and, and working out as something that people do. Um, and it was also at a time where I was, you know, I've always enjoyed, you know, superhero stuff, but let me tell you, man, Dragon Ball Z that, that, that got to hold me something different. So 
I, I figured when I was about 11, 12 years old, I was like, you know what? I may have to save the world someday <laughs> and I better start training for it now. So I told my dad that and he was like, okay, um, <laughs> let's have you start doing push-ups. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing 50 push-ups a day, 100 push-ups a day. I'm going into 200 and 300 push-ups a day. I was hanging out with my friends. Like, like anytime I think about it, it was like, oh, push-ups, drop and do 20. You know, so I, I built up just doing a bunch of push-ups every day. And my dad saw that and he was like, all right, you little psycho. Let's, uh, let's start, <laughs> let's start taking you to the gym. And I was 12, but I, I, you know, I had been to the, like we'd go to the YMCA. So the people at the YMCA knew me. I, I was a pretty big kid and I behaved myself. So I got to go to the gym with my dad and be, and, and use the machines and stuff. And so really like my love of training began at a pretty early age. I've just always been drawn to the gym. I, I say I'm, I've been a gym rat kid for a long time. Um, but I also played sports, um, in, uh, in grade school and into the very beginning of high school, I was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to like every, like I played everything, right. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But basketball was kind of like my focus. But interestingly enough, when I was in like eighth grade, like I got third place in the cross country championship. And I was like, that's weird. Everybody else must just be bad. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's the deal with that. But then when I got to be a freshman in high school, all that working out and doing cardio and stuff, just spending time on the elliptical, must have must have been all right for me because I I went in and I ran my first uh, cross country race and I was the fastest guy on my team. Oh wow! I was I was placing with people who were pretty darn good, and my coach is like, "Whoa, <laughs> oh okay." And I was like, "Whoa, that was fun. I might be good at this." And so, um, as I transitioned from uh, uh, basketball to cross country, uh, in like, I think my, my I, I, re- I played basketball in my freshman year, but then in cross country, it was kind of like, okay, I'm good at this in uh, my freshman year. And then so- sophomore year on cross country was my main focus. I ended up um, my senior year, I was like, you know, placing the top 20 runners in the state for my division. And, and then I ran a little bit in college as well. So the endurance uh, stuff was kind of my main focus for high school into college. And I think that the transition from running to bodybuilding has been pretty natural because I always lifted during that time too. I was a big kid for a distance runner as well. I was like 185 pounds running a 438 mile and stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. 1642 5K. I mean, this, it's not like crazy fast, but no, that's you know, impressive. I, yeah. I, I, I never could get out of the gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I like to eat and I like to lift and I like to run. And so I was a pretty big kid booking it. But, uh, you know, it was, it was, once I finished doing distance running, the gym was still one of those things that I did consistently. Sure. And then uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not competing in any sports, but I love lifting and I love working out. And the way that I train is kind of a bodybuilding style, right? like focusing on, you know, trying to get stronger for sure, but doing mostly volume and things like that. And uh, I was like, well, maybe we'll just compete in this in bodybuilding. And so I started to started to tailor my training, but mostly my diet to yep. Yep. gaining muscle and, gain, and gaining weight and trying to progressively overload and maintain a caloric surplus and just sort of trying to learn about dieting as I went. And it's still, you know, it took me a while to figure all that out, but, um, but yeah, I was able to gain weight and I was able to, um, continue to get stronger in my twenties. And then, uh, I did my first competition in 2015. I went out to this and I went out to muscle beach and I was like, this seems like a really fun place to compete. I wasn't in shape yet. I was getting there, but I mostly just wanted to learn what it was like to, to, to go, and to see what a competition was like. Sure. And I got like third place in my division in the tall nice. division. I got it to go on stage and it was really cool. And I was like, all right, this is neat. I think I can do this. And so I dieted for two more months. I went back 
and I won the overall, won the whole thing. Oh, congrats! And I was like, "Yep, That's fast. I got, I got the bug." <laughs> so, so after that, I I put in um, uh, three years of off season bulk, and uh, this is this is during a whole lot of a whole lot of streaming and and life events, and just just continuing to stay on the grind. And yeah, in 2018, I did some Muscle Beach warm up shows, and then. Um, I uh, I found Muscle Mania. There was a there was a show close to my parents' house in LA, and I was like, you know what? I'm in shape. It's about the right time to f- do another show. I could have done like I was thinking about doing like either NPC or whatever else, but I was like, if I'm natural, may as well compete at a natural show. And uh, I went there, and the judges liked what they saw, and they said, all right, you're the California Muscle Mania champ. Wow! Congrats, so, man. C- congrats on your on your <laughs> pro status. And so then I went and I, I competed in Vegas in their World Championships um, as just like a my final show of the season. It had been a long season, so I don't want to say I mailed it in, but I was just like I was just you're just hanging on, you know? Yeah. Because all you have to do is just, I just had to go to compete there just to get the experience and lock in that pro status. And so that's how my 2018 season ended with uh with you know that particular milestone. And it's just like well. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. do you think uh, bodybuilding and weightlifting obviously places a large uh, demand on the body and also very strict lifestyle? And is that something you're hoping to continue in the future? Uh, absolutely. Um, I I feel like I it, it, there's significantly more more strain to not working out. I don't. The whip might tell me otherwise, but there's significantly more mental and emotional strain to not getting a workout in for the day than there is mental physical strain for, uh, for doing it. But, um, no, I, I definitely think that this is something that I've been doing for a long time. This kind of helps me maintain that, um, that sort of mental and emotional stability. It, it, it provides me with a particular type of schedule and discipline with respect to, you know, when I go to sleep at night, when I wake up in the morning, making good food decisions, it just really provides like a really solid like, backbone to, um, the discipline structure that allows me to get everything else that I want to do done as well as just, you know, making me feel good. So I've been doing it for a long time. I guess I'm 30 now. I've been in the gym since I was 12. So that's 18 years. And yeah, I want to be the guy who's like 130 years old, just slain into the gym. (laughs) You know, there, there's a few topics we touched on that are, are parallel between both uh, the bodybuilding, weightlifting, and also competitive uh, esports. The focus, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The focus, discipline, um, and, you know, not believing in yourself and competing. And do you see other parallels? How do you like balance the two in your mind? I think a lot of people are think of them as such separate things, being a professional gamer and being a bodybuilder. How, how do you see them? Are they different to you or are they kind of almost different manifestations of the same underlying principles? I think that like for, for me, like in my particular example, um, the type of game that I play involves a grind a little bit, right? So a lot of what you do in an MMO or an RPG, like the kind that I like is you put time into your character, you know, to try to either either learn the mechanics to a new boss that gives you better loot or you're just logging in every day basically and trying to get better at that battling other players so it's a it's a long-term effort for uh, steady gains even if it's sometimes marginal gains over a long period of time so the, the grind is definitely a parallel yep, yep. Um, the sort of competitive intensity can be a, a parallel as well when you're playing the game at a high level against other players you know you're mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're putting your skills to the test. You're putting, you know, your, your mental fortitude to the test. You don't want to get too frustrated about, you know, losing a match and then having that uh, affect your performance um, leading on to it. But um, no, I think that there's definitely some parallels 
uh, between, you know, games and gains for me. Mm-hmm. But I think that part of it is it's just those are just two elements of, of my life that I really enjoy. Sure. And so there are definitely ways to tie them together. But for me, it's also just they, they are just existing as part of me and what I like to do. Yeah, definitely. You know, wake up in the morning and get your training in. And then I feel like gaming is a fantastic way to recover. Just you sit back in your chair and yep. chill. <laughs> you got your water right next to you. Make sure you, mm-hmm. you're getting your food in as you go. And it's, uh, but there's, there, there's, a, there's a lot of like little things that go into gaming and tying it together with fitness. But yeah, it's just two things that I love. And the, the, the style that I have just put in the grind kind of, it makes a lot of sense with, the games that I play and the, and the games that I'm after. So, yeah. Um, and do you feel like the fitness uh, regimen that you're on and, and dedicating so much time uh, and consistency to working out helps you perform in world of Warcraft? Like you mentioned, you know, there might be mental strain on days that, that you're not working out and g- letting go of that energy and also giving you the fortitude and endurance to, to kind of grind through some of the aspects of world of Warcraft. Do you feel like the fitness aspects has actually helped the gaming aspects a bit? Yeah, for me, I, I think so. I think I'm a, a much more like calm and patient person after like a nice two hour workout. You know, <laughs> like, you're not getting antsy. I, I feel like, you know, it'd be kind of tough and get, probably get a little uncomfortable just, just sitting down for quite that long without some exercise during yeah. the day. But no, I mean, if you, you, you already feel like you've accomplished like one of your main tasks for the day, so you can kind of move on to the other stuff. But yeah, I mean, like just, just keeping you cool and, and collected and kind of having that like knocking down your uh, your like mental energy level like a little bit instead of where you're so you're able to like dial in and be focused because your your physical body has sort of gotten the the intense activity that it needs and it sort of allows your that that's not really contributing to like the the noise in your brain you know what I mean so your body is 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 good and ready to lock in and allows your your sort of mental focus to take over. And, and we mentioned a few times uh, your gains and games. Is it games and gains or gains and games? Well, they it depends on the order of the day. day right, okay. now, r- right now it's games and then games. Games. But- Games and gains is that's the that's the the TM. Right yeah, so that's awesome. And so um, you stream your uh, workouts on Twitch, just like you do yeah. your World of Warcraft gaming. Yeah. How has that been? How's the gaming community responded to that? Uh, and do you feel like you know they they've adapted to it and like kind of welcome it, or has it been taking some convincing and things like that? We're cu- curious how that's worked out. Yeah. So for the most part, uh, there are viewers who are only interested in gaming. That's fine. There are actually viewers who, I mean, like it's unsurprisingly as well that there are some viewers who are like, you know what, I'm going to watch whatever you're up to. I, I'm, I'm interested in either just you as your personality and I'll support you in doing what you're doing, or they're actually interested in, in both the gaming and the fitness. But interestingly enough, there's people who are really only interested in the fitness. They're like, I have no idea what World of Warcraft is, but I love your gym streams. So I'll come and hang out you know, with whatever you're doing. And so it's really interesting to have um, overlap. But I'm also not surprised that there are people who are, you know, really only interested in the game. It's not a problem. Yeah. But yeah, people have been really, really receptive. And it's also cool that that Twitch has made that a possibility because there was a time back when, so we, we had the transition from Justin TV to Twitch. And then for a while on Twitch, non-gaming content was like unacceptable. Like you, you could get in trouble if you were doing things that weren't gaming because it's a gaming platform. But um, I remember that uh, my wife and I were, um, we were going to build a house and I was like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a gym in this house because we're finally able to own our own place. Time to make that dream come true and to build a gym in the garage. And I was like, Twitch, I would like to stream my training. How do we make this happen? And so they uh, shortly thereafter came up with the, with the IRL section, which is like the, you know, the non-gaming stuff. And so 
over over the course of time there have been different sections where it's like sports or sports and fitness and now it's fitness and health is the section that that the that the training goes in but I, it's just like super cool that i can share that stuff too and the 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 gym streams are fun for me because i get to chat with my peeps while i'm right. working out which is always fun to you know uh do that but it also seems to make a big difference for people because we're we're talking you know a ton about just the, the fundamentals of diet and training, you know, Hey, I want to lose weight. How do I do that? You know, talk them through the basics of caloric deficit and tracking your, your intake of calories and macros. And Hey, I want to, I want to build muscle. How do I do that? It's like, when we talk them through sufficient volume and progressive overload and, and recovery and things like that. And it, it sounds like it really makes a difference to some people. So that's been fantastic to hear that. And we have, we have, you know, different, different sort of offshoots, of that stuff. Like on our discord, we have, we have like the gains channel. People can go show their, their swolfies, you know, their progress nice. <laughs> pictures. And, and we get to work with awesome, awesome companies like whoop, where we get mm-hmm. to build our team, our games and gains team within the app and people can join and they can share their, their progress and, and keep track of, of how they're doing versus everybody else. And that can be a, a supportive and encouraging thing for people. So it's a, it's been awesome to see the community grow and sort of allow my passion to guide how I want to create my own content and then see that resonate with other people. Yep. It's been, it's been awesome. That's awesome. And, and speaking of whoop, uh, you've been on whoop for, for a while now and yeah, I got, curious, got my monthly updates and everything. I've been, been on there for a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. And how have you found that whoop has helped you with performance or preventing overtraining or kind of helping you pack everything into the day that it's a busy day? Yeah. I, I feel like, optimizing your effort and recovery is huge. The more that you've got on your plate, the more important it is to give each element of your day your best effort, but also try to find a way to make that sustainable so you don't burn out. So for me, I think one of the greatest challenges moving from, uh, so 2018 was my competitive season, right? And recovering from that diet took a little while. It was, it was a pretty long season. I started a little early because I was excited. And I went a little longer than I was planning to because I did better than I thought I was going to do or earned that pro status. And so I had to do some more shows. So it took a little while to recover from that. And another big thing that was happening in 2018 was we were fixing to have a little baby. Mm-hmm. And so in 2019, our little guy was born. And Congrats. so with 2019 comes some additional sort of not like uh, barriers to the gains, but definitely sure. some augmentations, especially with respect to the sleep. I was so, going to say the sleep. Yeah. Yes, sir. So he's 15 months old now. And I feel like we're, we're getting some, some fairly full nights of sleep. He's an early riser. He likes to get up anywhere from four 30 to five 30, which isn't that bad. But, uh, if he sleeps through the night like that, <laughs> but the sleep was definitely way different, but we're now sort of getting to the point where things are a little bit more regular and it has been so much fun to sort of track that, but also in terms of my own priority system, like how important is the sleep and that I feel like being able to track it and being able to be to be mindful of it has elevated its importance for me so it's been it's been a priority that that I think I've been putting more of my effort towards trying to get to bed at a reasonable hour rather than like you know I could stay up and I can work on a little bit more video stuff or I could be staying up later and uh, streaming a little bit extra getting some more work in but I feel like the recovery has sort of taken a bigger priority and a bigger importance for me. And that's been helping my workouts. It's been helping my, my effectiveness with my, with my day. And so I I think it's been 
pretty impactful for me. And it's, it's one of those things that's still going to change. Like, you know, the, uh, the ebb and flow of how you decide to use your energy and time is going to be different. For example, we're going to be coming to the end of the World of Warcraft competitive arena season here pretty soon. And that's going to be a time where I'm like, okay, so I am going to have to start staying up later to get these, uh, these high-rated games done because that's just when the be- all the best teams queue is at night. So I'm going to have to cut into my sleep a little bit which might affect my workouts a little bit. And I have to be okay with that in order to accomplish uh, that particular goal. But um, being mindful of, of the sleep is, is huge. Being mindful of the recovery is huge because when people talk to me about over, like they'll talk to me on the gym, they're like, Hey, so what are some things I can do to avoid overtraining? I'm like, uh, what <laughs> overtraining is that? <laughs> I think that it's, that's called under recovery. My sure. friend, you, mm-hmm. I'd be much more concerned about under training than overtraining. So I, I'm, like once again, I'm, I love the gym. When I was training in 2018, I was in the gym twice a day for two hours each session, uh, weightlifting. Cause I just, I, I really can't get enough of it. And so for me, overtraining is not something that I'm, I tend to be worried about, but under recovery definitely can add up. Right. And, and that's, I think where if you want to train really hard, you got to make sure you're recovering really well too. Exactly. So, Have you ever I, gotten I, injured from, uh, uh, overuse or under recovering or just from the, the no, volume you've done? I, I say, I say that I train like a, like a, like a granny. So I don't have to worry <laughs> about getting hurt, but no, I, I don't, gen, I don't generally train, um, like super power lifter heavy. Okay. I, there, there have been times where I do focus on strength and, and when, when you are lifting really heavy weight, you get little like dings, you know, like I, like my elbow hurts or like my, my lower back hurts, but thankfully I, I haven't had any sort of like, um, any big issues with, uh, with like injuries, like definitely nothing major, definitely no like acute injuries. Um, but like, you know, if I do like low bar squats, my elbow hurts or something like that. So I don't do low bar squats anymore, but uh, I think that my focus is, is definitely on like moderate weight, moderate rep rather than like really heavy. But recently I've, I've been working my way up to like five by fives and stuff, but I think I train fairly conservatively. So that, that helps me get the reps in without injury. Do you have a, a coach or is this all kind of self-taught knowledge and you set your own path? I don't want people telling me what to do, man. I just, <laughs> I just do my own thing. I, I feel like there's so there's so much free information out there mm-hmm. that I've just kind of taken that in, and and I and I think that I also really like this um, being my own journey. Sure, I like to sort of check in with my own self and um, make sure that I'm I'm accountable really only to myself. I think that there's definitely value in having somebody who with expertise helping me along. And, and maybe that would make me train harder. If somebody is like saying, yo, you need to stick to your RPE, you know, rather than just doing, you know, you need to hit these sets no matter how you're feeling or like, you know, we, we really could sharpen up that die a little bit, I guess, instead of, you know, doing whatever. But I, like I said, this is, this is something that I do cause I love it. Yeah. And my, my journey is something that I like to be in charge of, but there's so much information out there. And I feel like what's crazy is that the basics can take you so far. Sure. Like I'm just understanding like how to track your intake of, of calories and macros, just making sure that you're doing something better in the gym every time, you know, mm-hmm. like, and making sure that you're getting enough volume and like those things alone, I feel like can, can lead to so much progress, but also getting enough sleep. You know, that, that's one of the things that I've been working on recently is doing that better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like for me, it's, there may be value in a coach, Um, but I just, this is, this is my journey. And the reason I compete in bodybuilding is because, so here's, here's the progression is I love to train. So I do it a lot. And if I spend a lot of time training, I may as well try to get better at it. Right. And if I'm going to try to get better at it, I may as well put my efforts up against other people's. And 
that's just part of the fun. That's awesome. It's really impressive. Uh, the success you've had kind of just figuring it out on your own and grinding yeah. through it and getting there. That's Got lucky. Great. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so how, do you have any, I guess, parting advice for either uh, for gamers out there that are looking to get more fit and starting on their fitness journey? Yeah, it, it, it really, it's, it's much less important, like where you start and way more important, just that you start at all. Uh, I mean, it, it can, I think that if you're, if you're trying to achieve anything with your physique, um, like just don't just quit wasting your time and just start tracking your intake of calories. That's like your food is what changes your body. I think that that training, um, I mean, whatever it is that you're into, I think that's a, a great place to start. A lot of things, one of the things I say on stream a ton is, uh, is train for your athletic goals and diet for your aesthetic goals. Um, so if you want to, if you really love doing, um, jujitsu, right? So you, you want to get, you can definitely build fitness doing jujitsu. You can get a lot stronger. Um, just if you want to lose weight, you got to be in a deficit of calories, get get sufficient protein, sufficient fat, and then play with your carbohydrates, depending on how much energy you need. That's like, that's, that's the basics. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you got to get started somewhere. And so for me, like it just like as, a, as an easy example of like the closest thing that I can get to easing back in the gym is if I got like sick or something, you know, you, you catch a, you catch a cold or whatever. You got to spend a couple of weeks out of the gym. Um, for me, a lot of times are like right, right now is definitely a weird time because you don't always have access right. to a gym. Um, but I would always like go to the gym and I'd, I'd shoot hoops for a while. I'd play basketball first. And then I would kind of mess around on the, on the weights a little bit. And as I'd go to the gym more and more and more, it was like, okay, the hunger for the weights is actually kicking in more and more. And so I'd spend less time playing basketball and more time lifting weights. And then before you know it, you know, I'm, I'm just back to hammering the weights and, and, and training yep. like I normally would. But the thing is like, it's, it's like building the habit and easing into it is fine. Uh, but there, there is definitely undeniably the element of making a decision with your own self, an honest decision with your own self to do what needs to be done and not make excuses and not like, you know, say, I, ah, okay, I don't have to do it today or whatever. I, I worked out really hard this week. I can, I can, you know, I cannot go on my diet today. It's just, I feel like there's definitely value in some no nonsense discipline and dedication and relying on that, relying on that decision that you made, you know, three months ago that you're going to kick butt in the gym and you're going to kick butt on your diet every day. And you know, when you're thinking clearly not affected by hunger or fatigue, what mm -hmm. it is that you want to do and who it is that you want to be, mm -hmm. that's, that is the thought, that is the mindset that should govern your actions rather than however you're feeling in the moment. So people ask a lot about like, how can I get motivated yeah. or whatever? And it's like, motivation is really nice. Like I think good pre-workout and good music make for like great motivation sometimes, you know, getting in the gym and kicking butt. But there are sometimes they're not feeling it. And that's the time when you can't really rely on that motivation. Like right. feeling, feeling like it is nice, but it's not required, right? So you, mm -hmm. that's where you default to that discipline, that dedication, that decision that you made. And, you know, but when, when you're ready to start, be serious about it. Start tracking your intake, start getting your exercise in, start somewhere, but always make the effort of, of trying to get better. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing is having that discipline and the consistency because these things don't happen overnight. And there's going to be days that you have red recoveries and you slept poorly. There's going to be yeah. days you're green and there's days every day in between and you have to keep your eyes on the goal and, and push yep. through. But, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if, if you did have, if, if you're in the red that day, you, you know, be ready for that. Like, Hey, you know, I didn't get, didn't get, get, 
get, get the best recovery last night, but I bet I can still have a good workout today. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, exactly. It's a thing to govern uh, yeah. your mindset towards it and make you aware of how your body is. So you don't overdo yeah. it, but it doesn't mean that it's an excuse. Yeah. Just try, try to, you know, if you try to get to bed earlier yeah. tonight, you know, like still kick butt on your day, mm-hmm. give mm-hmm. it your best effort. If you're a little tired, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Didn't sleep great last night. Right. Oh, you know, oh, well, get to bed a little bit better tonight. And that's, that's kind of part of the deal is that you're not going to nail it every day. Mm-hmm. The, the results aren't necessarily always going to be what you want, but I feel like the effort is what you have control over. Right. So if 100%. you put in your effort every day, um, with your diet, with your training, with your recovery, with your work, with your relationships, whatever, uh, put in that effort and that's going to be the best thing that you can do, you know, and then hopefully things do go well. And I think that if you put in consistent effort with the objective of getting better every day, then things will tend to get better. Jackson, where can uh, people find you on the internet and follow along? Yeah. So we are live uh, every day for the gym and then for the weekdays for the games at a twitch.tv slash Bajira. That's the live broadcast. And Bajira is B-A-J-H-E-E-R-A, just in case you needed to know. And then uh, my YouTube, my Twitter, and my Instagram are all Bajira Wow. And you guys are definitely welcome to follow along for a combination of games and gains. Love to interact on those platforms. Then it'd be great to see you there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jackson, for being on the Woo podcast. Uh, and we look forward to uh, continuing to support you and watch you in the future. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being ramble on and, uh, and share my story with you. It's a lot of fun. And I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to continuing to do cool stuff together in the future. Thank you to Jackson for coming on the Woo podcast. A reminder, you can use the code Will Ahmed, W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D to get 15% off a WHOOP membership. You can also follow us on social at WHOOP, at Will Ahmed. Stay healthy, stay in the green, keep that respiratory rate flat.